the Xamarin Podcast. I'm Pierce Bogan, and I'm joined by Xamarin Developer Evangelist Mike James. Hello! It's been a few months since we've done an episode, so what's going on in Mike James's world? Oh, it's been extraordinarily busy. Um, so it's actually my first few days at home uh, for three weeks of traveling. Um, so I, I did a... Well, I saw you a few weeks ago in San Francisco. We were there for a week. Lots of meetings. Very productive. And then I flew on to Australia. Um, so, you know, London, San Francisco, and then San Francisco to uh, Gold Coast, Australia. Um, so I flew most of the way around the world by that point. Um, and I spent two weeks there. I did a Microsoft Ignite conference, which was really, really cool. Um, would absolutely love to go back next year and, and talk about some more Azure and Xamarin stuff. Um, and then I, I stayed for a week off. It was my first week off in a very, very, very long time. Um, and then I flew home. Um, so I've literally flown the entire way around the, around the world in the last three weeks. Um, but I got home uh, to a very cold Britain uh, to find that I'd left some bacon in the fridge for three weeks. Oh. So you can only imagine how bad that smelled. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I haven't been at home at all this month either. I've only been home all of three or four days all of November, which is pretty rare for me. And the last month has really taught me that I'm actually terrible at traveling because I used to think, hey, I'm pretty good at traveling. Like I, I go on a few vacations and I, I flew a little bit more than, than some of my friends when I was younger. But the last month has made me realize I was very, very wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, for example, James and I flew from Seattle to San Francisco and I have this huge, huge, huge check bag, maybe half full, if that. And James, <laughs> James was, was giving me tips the whole time on how I need yeah. to downsize. It's pretty crazy. James actually travels with this tiny, tiny bag and he carries it on. And of course, he has pre-check and all the nice things as well. So of course, when I get to the airport, but between checking my bag and going through the regular security line, it takes me like an hour and 15 minutes at like a busy airport. <laughs> For him, it takes like five because all he has to do is walk through the pre-check line to the front, go through, doesn't have to take off his shoes or anything. And, and he's at the gate yeah. in like 10 or 15 minutes. It's absolutely insane. It's nice to be back in Boston. I'm starting to get back into the fold of things. So writing more blog posts, samples, uh, and of course, doing the podcast. And now we're into December. So I'm pretty psyched about Christmas coming up as well. So today, uh, despite, you know, our long time away, we're going to be talking about something very new, uh, which is the release of Xamarin 4.0. Um, so this is a pretty exciting release because, you know, it, it doesn't have any, well, it's got, it's got a few previews. So there is some new stuff in there. But actually, the general kind of guiding philosophy for what we wanted to do with Xamarin 4 was about stability and just improving, you know, those tiny little improvements that over the course of, you know, a day of development are going to make your lives so much easier. Um, so in this podcast, Pierce and I are going to be talking about uh, what's new, um, how you can get started with, with Xamarin 4.0. Um, and yeah, covering the bits that we find personally very interesting, and hopefully you'll find interesting as well. Yeah, and if you find anything particularly compelling or interesting, we're currently running a contest where you can actually win pre-registration to the Xamarin Evolve 2016 conference. If you are the runner-up, you get a copy of the LEGO Mindstorms EV3 kit, which is pretty awesome. And there's actually a Xamarin-powered LEGO Mindstorms app that you can use to program your LEGO Mindstorms. So that's pretty awesome. Pretty cool prizes. And if you uh, enter the contest at all, then you'll get a Charles Petzold creating mobile apps with Xamarin Forms book, a monkey and some stickers. So I mean, why not enter? But I haven't even told you what you have to do. It's not mm -hmm. a lot of work. All you have to do is listen to this podcast, 
say, okay, you know what? I really like that feature that Mike and Pierce talked about and then spend five minutes blogging about it. Well, I, Tweet it, and that's how you submit an entry. Well, yeah, I think if you spend five minutes, you might struggle to win, but you should, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the idea is that we want you to uh, tell us your favorite feature of, of 4.0. So if you've been using it for a while, then you'll, you'll already have an idea of what, what's yeah. favorite for you. Uh, and if not, um, then you know, you're cutting it fine because actually the deadline is Monday, so you've only got the weekend to work on this. Um, but, you know, we trust that you can find something uh, that you're going to love about Xamarin 4. So uh, with that, why don't we talk about some of the biggest things uh, that are going to affect most of our customers, such as, you know, Xamarin Forms 2.0. Yeah, Xamarin Forms launched last May. It's pretty crazy. It seems like it was launched sooner than that. I think it was like May 28th with Xamarin 3. And the community response to that was overwhelming. We were like, dang, people really love Forms. And I mean, we knew people would really be into Forms, but Forms has really become like the thing that people are excited about when it comes to Xamarin development. And so since Forms 1.0, we've been working on tons of stuff. So we've been adding new features, making it more reliable, more performant. And that brings us to Xamarin 4 with Xamarin Forms 2.0. And Xamarin Forms 2.0 is really all about making Xamarin Forms more stable and more performant than ever before. The team has really spent the past six to eight months really nailing the performance and stability um, so that your Xamarin Forms apps are both fast, performant, and they look great. A few features that are relevant in terms of performance, pre-compiled XAML, so before XAML was actually interpreted at runtime, so it was a little bit slower, there was a little bit of a performance hit to doing that, but uh, with Xamarin Forms 2.0, there's this thing called pre-compiled XAML. And basically, it's not interpreted at runtime any longer, so it's actually really, really fast to use XAML. In addition, list views, pretty much every app has a list view. Usually, you're showing some sort of data, and usually, you show it in a list view. There's a new list view caching strategy that you can use um, with your list views, fancy, fancy. And this brings huge, huge improvements to the performance of list views, which is just fantastic. Ooh. Is this like the, uh, on iOS, you would uh, DQ the cell? Is this basically a forms implementation of that um, so that we can DQ the cell and, you know, get the reuse? That's exactly like that. You're going to see huge improvements on the performance of your list views, particularly where maybe you have um, a ton of items where cells are constantly popping on and off the, the viewable stack. That's a particular scenario that's really going to see huge performance gains with this new list view cache strategy. We've had some new platforms be released uh, since Xamarin Forms 1.0 came out, iOS 9 and Android M. With Xamarin Forms, you can actually build apps that take advantage of the latest iOS and Android have to offer. Specifically in regard to Android M, material design theming is excellent, and now you can use it in your Xamarin Forms apps. James Montemagno has actually written a blog post, which we'll link in the show notes, that shows exactly how to add material design theming to your apps. And I'm not a designer. I'm terrible at designing applications. But I've always told, I've always said that I actually think, even though I'm an iOS guy, Android is easier to design a good-looking app. And this, ever since Material Design, this is the case because all the controls are styled brilliantly. All you really have to do is update a colors.xml file, and you've got a theme for your entire application. It's brilliant. So you can you can bring in the latest and greatest in iOS 9 and Android M into your applications with Xamarin Forms 2.0. We have some new great gestures. So we have a pinch gesture. You can pull to refresh pretty much any control you want. 
So that's awesome as well. And then Mike, we have a new preview regarding Xamarin Forms, don't we? Uh, we do, yeah. So we've got uh, Universal Windows platforms as a, a supported platforms with 2.0, which is really exciting. So for those of you who have you know not kept up with Windows development, you know you've been using OS 10 for years and primarily targeting iOS or or whatever. Um, UWP is Microsoft's approach uh, to running Windows apps across all of their devices. So from Xbox to uh, your Lumia 950, which is an awesome device, uh, to your Surface Book, which again is an amazing device. I played with one in Australia, 100% one. But the idea is that you've got this .NET app that's going to run across every single device that you're running on. What I really, really like about UWP, and we've actually had a customer try this out, so this this is proven to work. I don't know if we officially support it, but a customer has got a UWP app built with Xamarin Forms 2.0 running on Windows IoT. So that means his Forms app is running on a Raspberry Pi, which I think is really quite cool. Um, So I'm actually in the process of of, uh, working on a a little weekend project uh, that's using Windows IoT. And I can build it using forms, um, which, yeah, it's just amazing. So I should add that this is a preview support. So please do file bugs and let us know if you've got any feedback. Um, so it's not, you know, part of the 2.0 release as such, um, but we, we have got preview support for the UWP. Um, so do make sure that you're, you're targeting uh, the new uh, universal Windows platform, uh, as this is the way that we should be building our Windows apps uh, from now on. Uh, and as, as well as uh, UWP, if we're talking about Windows, we should probably talk about Visual Studio, um, which is, you know, most of our developers are using Visual Studio. It's, it's a preferred IDE for .NET developers. Um, and, you know, I've been using Visual Studio for a, for a while now with, with beer drinking because I've got the Azure backend and it's easy just to stay in the one IDE. And I've seen some huge improvements in the iOS tooling for Visual Studio. Um, so. It turns out that the the Visual Studio team have actually completely rebuilt the the Mac connection from the ground up. Um, so we looked at the the problems that most Xamarin developers are facing with the old build host where you would connect and you would type in a pin number, and if you forgot the pin number between sessions, you would have to disconnect and reconnect and just mess around, and it was a real nightmare. Um, it was a real nightmare to get working. Um, and it was quite flaky and it would fall over and, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a delightful experience. And at Xamarin, we're all about creating delightful experiences for the developers. So the team in Argentina rebuilt it from the ground up and it's beautiful. So it worked using remote login, so SSH, so it's secure. Um, and you, you set that up once and you're good to go forever with that device. And what it also means is that you can have multiple instances of Visual Studio open and connected to the Mac. So what I use that for is to have, you know, two projects open within Windows uh, and I'm working between two different apps and I can just open the storyboards and I can copy and paste between the two storyboards without any issue, which is super nice. Um, And and once it's set up, once you've done that initial setup, you don't ever have to go back to the Mac in order to, you know, restart the build host or or mess around over there. You're good to go. Um, so it's a huge improvement and it, just in terms of things like performance of the storyboard. So when you open it, it's way quicker to load. Um, disconnects are, are way more infrequent. And when they do happen, it's automatically going to reconnect you. Um, and as I say, because you can have the multiple connections, it means that I can have multiple version, 
uh, multiple instances of Visual Studio open. Um, so overall, the Visual Studio and iOS tooling is, is greatly improved in Xamarin 2.0. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. I've been using it as well. And it was actually demoed uh, live on stage at Microsoft Connect 2015. And it's amazing. Sometimes don't even realize, I totally forget that I'm working with a Mac, like all my code's compiling over there because I, I get it set up and I just boot up Visual Studio and start coding and I don't really think about anything else. Whereas before I know there was a lot of hassle, like do you have, do you have them paired up? Like all that sort of thing. Do I have the build host open on the Mac? Now you don't even really have to worry about that. So it's really, really nice. Another big improvement to the Xamarin platform, and one of the things I love about using Xamarin is the fact I can use all these awesome .NET namespaces that I know and love and .NET libraries that I know and love when I'm building my mobile applications. So a huge improvement has come with Xamarin 4 uh, to the Mono stack. The Mono team has actually incorporated large portions of Microsoft's open source .NET code base. And so what does this mean for you as a developer? Well. The team has really taken a look at all the different portions that have been open source and they've said, okay, where do we have some performance or reliability issues? Where do we have some functionality issues? And how can we pull over this code? Is it going to be easy? Is it going to be hard? And Miguel has actually written a brilliant blog post on how exactly the Mono team plans to do this, uh, which I'll link in the show notes. With Xamarin 4, a new version of Mono is bundled that actually incorporates large portions of this. Um, and so you're going to see improved reliability, improved performance, and in some cases you're actually going to get additional functionality. That's a huge improvement to the way you develop applications, uh, especially when you're interacting with the .NET stack. So that's great news. Yeah, so that's, that's you know, really awesome with the open sourcing of .NET. Uh, it means that we get all of these fixes within Mono um, for free. And yeah, it's pretty exciting. I, I saw Beth in San Francisco from uh, the Microsoft.NET team. I think she works on the documentation. And she gave us an overview of the .NET Foundation and, and what they're up to. And what their plans are, and I've got to say, it is a great time to be a .NET developer. Um, very, very pleased that you know I learned C Sharp all those years ago. But anyway, um, so Android designers, uh, have we given you any love, just like we gave the iOS uh, designer some love? Well, yes, we have, absolutely. Um, we've added support for material design within both uh, Visual Studio and Xamarin Studio. Um, and we, we kind of combined a lot of the code between the two design surfaces. Um, so they're much, much faster. So it doesn't matter now if you're building, you know, an iOS app using storyboards or Zibs, which is uh, supported now, or you're building an Android app using Android XML, the designers are way more performant. Um, so you can spend more time designing and less time, you know, waiting for the update uh, and, and visual changes to actually propagate so that you can see them um, so they're super nice and as i say we now support material design so we've got some great little features but as pierce mentioned earlier about the color palettes well we've got that built in so that you can select your color palettes and it's going to generate all of that xml for you um, so it's much much nicer experience yeah it's super nice um, as, as i said right at the beginning the 4.0 release is all about just tiny little improvements that are going to add up over the course of a standard day in development uh, to give you a much better experience um, so when, when I talk about, you know, design process, one of the things that I find myself doing endlessly, and this is true of whatever technology I, I, I use, is, you know, first of all, I'll hit save. I'll save, then I build, then I deploy. I look at what I've deployed and I go, Ugh. I need to move a button a few pixels to the left or I want to change the font or I want to change some colors, but I want to interact with the app. So what do I do? 
I stop. I stop running the app. I go back into the code. I start making edits, or I load up the storyboard designer or the Android XML, and I start making the the UI changes. That I think I'm happy. I rebuild. I redeploy. And each, you know, even in even if I'm just using the simulators, then it's a thirty second process minimum for a reasonably sized, reasonable sized app such as beer drinking um, to do that build and deploy process. So I'm wasting a huge amount of time just doing tiny little iterations to, to get my design to look perfect. Um, and this is why we've released in preview the Xamarin Inspector. So the Xamarin Inspector is a an inspector into your application so that you can see the the visual hierarchy of your application in 3D. So you kind of get this side view, uh, three-dimensional side view of all the different views within the, the view hierarchy of the app that you're looking at. And then you can go in and select things like a UI label and then see all of the properties that that label has. And then you can, and this is a really fun bit, you can make changes to those properties and within the inspector and see it live update in the app. So if I wanted to take, you know, a UI label that just had a standard font and I wanted to make it bold, well, normally I would then need to recompile the app, upload and have a look at how does it look? Or I want to change the font size. Again, I've got to do all this tweaking and endlessly wasting time. With the inspector, you know, I can just use a property pane to select, well, first of all, I select the label within the, the 3D view. Like, I'll take that one, please. And then I can select, I want it to be bold and be like, okay, actually I need to increase the font size by a few points. So tap, 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 boom. I've got how looking exactly how I want. Um, so I can be very, very quick to make these changes. Uh, but if you don't want to be endlessly clicking around, we've also given you a REPL, which if you've never used a REPL, um, then you should 100% check out our REPL for UI test with Test Cloud. Um, but we've got some Test Cloud stuff we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but it's Read, evaluate, print loop. So it's just literally going round and round, checking what you've written, uh, evaluating it, and then we'll give you a response. But it allows you to customize your app in C Sharp live. So it's incredibly cool. Um, and as I say, this is in preview, so you can download it and try it out today. There are going to be some teething issues because it's actually a really, really complex problem to solve. Um, but I've been playing around with it and it seems to work pretty well. Um, so as I say, this is saving me a huge amount of time. Now, what I will say, if you're a Xamarin Forms developer, you're probably gonna struggle to, to use this to its full potential. And the reason I say that is because with Xamarin Forms, you already know that you're creating native controls. So when I create a button in Xamarin Forms on iOS, that's gonna be a UI button. Well, because it's a UI button in iOS, when we attach the inspector, that's what we're gonna see. We're gonna see the UI button and all of the properties that are all of the basically iOS properties rather than the forms properties, because there's no way of going back to, to what is forms. Um, so if you kind of imagine it that you've got a pizza and you, you've eaten the pizza and now we're looking at the, the content, contents of the stomach and you're trying to rebuild a pizza out of that, it's just not gonna happen. Um, so you, if you understand the fact that you're, you, you're, you're interacting with native views, then you'll understand why it's not going to really work for you with forms. But it's great for all those developers that are using the traditional approach. Um, here is where it is super powerful. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about this. This has already saved me a huge amount of time just iterating over little tweaks within beer drinking. Um, so go and download that from the website. 
uh, in preview at the moment, and hopefully it will be uh, out preview soon. Um, but yeah, very exciting. So everything we've talked about thus far has been all about how you build apps with Xamarin. So we talked about the IDE, uh, Visual Studio, all the new improvements to that, completely rewritten VS uh, for iOS support. Uh, how you build applications, you build them with like forms, for example, all the new improvements coming in Xamarin Forms 2.0, designing UIs with the new and improved designers for iOS and Android, and maybe even using the preview Xamarin Inspector to tweak the UI a little bit so you don't have to get into that uh, build debug tweaks uh, cycle that we all get into. So that's all about building applications. So let's move to the next phase of the development lifecycle, monitoring applications. So when your apps are in the wild, what's happening? There's thousands of devices all these edge cases, you sometimes don't have a great grasp on what's actually happening when you ship your app. So how do you know what your app is actually gonna perform like in the wild? Xamarin Insights. So if you're unfamiliar with Xamarin Insights, Xamarin Insights is real-time app monitoring crash reporting. It's been in preview since Evolve last year, so it's been around a while, and with Xamarin 4, we're happy to announce that Xamarin Insights is now generally available, um, and all Xamarin subscribers actually get free crash reporting included with their Xamarin platform subscription. That's amazing. Uh, with that, you'll get 30-day data retention. So basically, uh, if I have a crash on my phone and I report it up to Insights, that crash is gonna stay there for 30 days. Um, if I have the crash again tomorrow, then that crash is gonna get reset to zero days, right? Because it keeps happening. Um, so 30-day data retention is excellent. Uh, many services out there don't even have that much. Um, so that's, that's amazing. And that's a great way to know what's actually happening with your application after you ship it. And if you want to know more, there's uh, power features like uh, event tracking, user identification, and some integrations you can take advantage of. Um, but all Xamarin subscribers will get that free 30-day data retention on crash reporting. So that's pretty awesome. So if you're shipping apps right now, you should definitely integrate Xamarin Insights crash reporting. Into them. Yeah, and one of the, the things that I really like about Xamarin Insights is the, the audience tab. So within the apps that I ship, naturally I've got Xamarin Insights within them. Um, and it's just a new get package, so I, sh I should stress if you're a Xamarin subscriber, um, you, you get, as Piers mentioned, the crash reporting for free. So there's no reason not to have it because it's one line of code and a new get package and you're good to go. Um, but I've got Xamarin Insights in, in all of my apps. And if we, we take a look at the step counter as an example of this, I can click on the audience tab and I can see how many people are actually using the application. Um, so daily sessions um, for the last 30 days, uh, it's been about 40,000 40, uses of the application, which is pretty nice. And I can see that 92% of the users are running iOS 9.1. Um, I've got no users running the app on anything less than 8 uh, iOS 8. Uh, so, you know, I can very quickly see here that, you know, I can probably deprecate a lot of... Uh, support for these plat uh, for these versions of the OS that I'm not using. I can see what devices people are running it on. When we talk about devices, this is really, really important for Android. And the reason I say this is because there are so many different types of Android device. I think it's like 17,000 different varieties. And this that number is almost two years old now. I don't know what the latest number is. Um, but if we just take that as a whole, 17,000 different varieties, well, if you're not testing on, you know, more than a couple of hundred, you're not, you know, you're not going to be able to make sure that your app looks great across all of these different varieties. But how do you know which devices to test on? Well, with the audience tab, I can literally come in here and see all of the devices that people are running. 
Now, step counter within the, the data I'm looking at is just feeding me iPhone information. Naturally, I could click on uh, the Android version and get Android information. But I can see here that it's uh, between the iPhone 5S at 23%, the iPhone 6S at 23%, the iPhone 6 is at 15%, uh, so iPhone 6 Plus is at 7%, and the list goes on, and we can see an exact breakdown of all the devices that I need to make sure that I'm testing my app on. Uh, now, as I say, with, with Android, this is really important because you want to make sure that you're testing on the, at least the top 20 uh, most used devices that your customers are using. Um, so the audience tab is, is, is full of very, very interesting information in order to allow you to better understand uh, what kind of devices uh, your customers are using. And, as, uh, and when we mention you know, Test Cloud, I should probably mention that Xamarin 4.0 comes with uh, some extra little features within Test Cloud that are going to make your lives easier. Um, so just like with Insights, where you get uh, a free tier of Insights, which is that crash reporting, we give every Xamarin Platform subscriber 60 minutes a month to use within Xamarin Test Cloud. Now, you may be thinking, you know, 60 minutes, I can't really do a great deal with that. Um, but a great example of where you can use the 60 minutes is where you get a crash come in on Xamarin Insights and it's for it's on a device that you don't own. And it's a crash that you, you expect is possibly related to the device itself. You know, you may be calling into some hardware sensor which Android should have abstracted and, you know, made work lovely for you. But Android is, you know, a complex OS. There are always going to be edge cases and issues with particular devices. Well, you can take, instead of going down to the shops and buying the device, you can take that information that you've, you've gleaned from it, insights and then go and fire up a test within Test Cloud and use your minutes. Um, now, you may be thinking, I don't want to have to go and write a UI test script in order to test within Test Cloud. It's all a lot of work. I don't want to do it. I, you know, I'll just not use my 60 minutes. It's easier if I don't do that. Well, let me tell you, version 4, Xamarin, we've added preview for a new product that is really, really exciting. It's the Xamarin Test Recorder. So this makes it stupidly easy to generate these UI test scripts in order to run in Test Cloud. So to give you an example of this, a real world example, I'm writing this beer app. I've got social auth in order to log in. Naturally, that's a web view rather than a native view. And so when I would go into the REPL and I would ask it to give me uh, the view hierarchy, it would give me the web view and I would have to go into the web view and start looking at the DOM in order to be able to work out which bits do I need to select in order to enter my text. And it was just, it was pretty horrible to be perfectly honest with you. So I ended up not, implementing that part of the test and I was like well I've, I've got to authenticate in order to get in and actually you know test the, the full application well with Xamarin test recorder instead of sitting there in a REPL and reading loads of CSS and HTML and trying to decipher what's going on within the, the Facebook or Google login view I use the test recorder to simply click on the button or click on the uh, text field that I wanted to select for the, for the username. So I type in my username and then I selected the test recorder, just like I'm using the real app, type in the password and then I would tap on sign in again, as if I'm just using the app. And the test recorder has dealt with all of the, the nitty gritty and all of the details. And so I can literally take the user path from insights with all the event tracking that we've got you know, I'm, I'm tracking what they've, they've searched for a beer, what beer was it, and then they tapped on the information and then they tried to check it in. Well, I've seen every single step that led to the user to crash the device. I've recreated that with the, with the test recorder 
it's generated my UI test script. I can upload that to test cloud and boom, I'm good to go. Um, so it's really, really nice. Um, as you know, a general way to go from a crash to being able to reproduce it, especially on devices that I don't own. Um, and even, even if you don't want to use your, your 60 minutes, it's still worthwhile taking those user flows through your app and recreating them within the test recorder and building up a couple of tests so that before you ship, you can plug in your physical device into your Mac or into the PC and run the test scripts against your physical device. Um, so you don't have to use test clouds. You can do this locally as well. Um, and it's always useful to have some tests, some UI tests that you know are actually how the users are using the app rather than, you know, your version of how you think they're going to use it because if i've learned anything it's that you know users don't use software how we expect them to um so yeah there's a there's a lot of interesting new little additions to the test cloud um but that's probably my, my biggest favorite from from the 4.0 release it's certainly uh well as i say it's allowed me to implement ui tests um without you know having to write any more code because by the time I've written my app and I'm about to ship it and I'm thinking I should test it, you know, do I really want to go and write any more code? Probably not. Whereas, you know, I can use Test Recorder. It's going to generate me the code. Um, now, you know, it's not it's not the best UI test script that could ever be written, um, but it's a really, really solid foundation for me to then go in and do some editing. Um, but nine times out of ten, I don't need to. But anyway, so that's Test Cloud. Really exciting. Um, but Piers, tell me about Xamarin University. Yeah, so Xamarin University. So what is Xamarin University in case you've never heard of it? So Xamarin University is live classes about mobile development all over the world, any time zone. They're great. So I've taken many of these myself. There's many tracks from iOS and Android to even testing and enterprise tracks. So there's all these different tracks. Uh, there's something for everyone, whether you're a new mobile beginner. So they'll take you from, hey, I know nothing about mobile development to I'm an expert. Or even if you don't know C Sharp, they have a C Sharp track to get you started with that as well. And so they have all these beginner topics and they can take you all the way up to these really advanced topics as well. So Xamarin University has something for everyone. I've been doing Xamarin development for four years. And every time I take a class, I find something new, even if it's one of the, in one of the introductory classes, it's, hey, this little thing I can pick up that may save me a little bit of time. Uh, so Xamarin University is great. Uh, so what's new in Xamarin 4 with Uni Xamarin University? Well, with Xamarin 4, uh, Xamarin University introduces a trial period, and I encourage you all to take advantage of this, even if maybe you don't plan on using Xamarin University long-term. I think it's really great for building a solid mobile development foundation. Um, it'll really teach you all the basics, which I think, for the most part, is one of the hardest parts about getting started with any new platform. What What's actually important? What do I need to know to get started? And the trial period can help help sort out that sort of thing. In addition, lightning lectures, which are quick little five to 10 minute lectures, they're pre-recorded. These are completely free for anyone. So you can access all these different lightning lectures on all kinds of different topics. But one really cool thing that the Xamarin University team has done is they've actually made a series of lightning lectures for Xamarin University on Xamarin 4. So you can see all these Xamarin 4 features that we've been talking about today, like the uh, new Visual Studio integration, Xamarin Test Recorder, everything. You can see quick little five to 10 minute demos of each of those products. So that's great. If you want to see it in like a visual format, see actually the Xamarin Test Recorder in action, that's the place to go. And of course, they have tons of other lectures as well. Like they have some on authentication, they have a lot of Xamarin Forms ones. It's always great to just check up on that page every couple of weeks and see if the team's added something new, because usually they have. 
Yeah, so uh, that that's pretty much it in terms of Xamarin 4. Um, I say that's pretty much it. There is a lot of stuff we've not covered, um, you know, fine, minor details, um, and as I say, lots of little improvements across all of our product range. Um, so just, just a reminder before we sign off for the day, uh, do spend your weekend and produce a little uh, blog post about your favorite 4.0 feature. Um, if you do that, you'll, you'll be in for the running uh, of winning a Xamarin Evolve ticket, um, which is an awesome conference. You can come and hear me talk about various topics, um, as well as you know other fantastic speakers like James Bonson Magno and Kristen. And yeah, and the keynote will have Nat, and it will be wonderful. So do do put in your your blog posts as submissions for the contest. Um, so Xamarin Four, massive improvements to all of our products. Um, test recorder we've got the inspector um we've got insights as general availability we've got xamarin forms 2.0 we've got brand new ui designers for android and ios our ios build host is completely gone and we've got something new which is super awesome and way better for us developers speeds everything up so yeah it's a, it's a pretty awesome release we're all really excited about it and we hope that you enjoy using uh, xamarin 4.0 um, so do let us know. We are on Twitter, naturally. Um, so I'm MikeCodes.net and Pierce? At Pierce Bogan. Perfect. Doesn't get easier than that. So do tweet at us uh, what, you, what you think about Xamarin 4.0. And uh, hopefully we'll be back in a few weeks. Uh, although it's Christmas coming up, so not sure what the schedule will be like. But hopefully we'll be back soon to talk about more Xamarin. And you don't want to miss our next episode. So how do you not miss it? We can subscribe. We're all over the place. We're on every podcasting platform I can possibly think of. So we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud, and we're on iTunes. Uh, so pretty much whatever device you use, you can get the Xamarin Podcast on it. Um, additionally, make sure you follow the Xamarin Podcast. Right now, we're not doing anything in particular besides announcing new episodes have come out. Uh, but in the future, I want to do some cool promotions and that sort of thing as we move into the new year. So with that, this has been another edition of the Xamarin Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>